Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And it's New Year's Day. In fact, <laughs> happy 2014. That's right. We thought we'd never get here. 2013 was a ringer. It was an absolute ringer. And actually something I need to mention as a spiritual, um, what's the word? Somebody who basically monitors and watches what happens in the world with the people I'm close to and with greater trends. I always am interested to see what we're doing in the mass, you know, as the collective consciousness. And one thing that was really apparent to me in the closing weeks of 2013 was how much the universe was beginning to turn up the intensity volume on people with their stuff. I, in the same 14 day period, I knew of four uh, funerals. A lot of people were exiting who couldn't almost handle the energy that was, you know, coming in. I also saw a blowout of really ugly physical conditions, people being hospitalized, bleeding bowels, you know, people having blood transfusions, heart surgeries, biopsies on breasts, things being found and things almost imploding in bodies. And I just think that 2013 was such an incredibly intense and spiritual year. You know, everyone ra- raved on about 2012, 2012, but I actually think that 2013 was the year that we were asked to cross a threshold and that required a lot of, like I said before, going through a ringer in many different forms for many different people. And for those who weren't doing the spiritual and emotional work, their bodies would come and tap them on the shoulder and give them a big wake-up call and say, it's time to shift, time to move. Do, do you have any comment on that, Joe? Yeah, look, I remember <laughs> this time last year going, phew, I made it to 2000. 13 yeah. and feel well you know past 12 12 12 and thinking right I survived and having a sense of relief because I thought 12 I thought 2012 was a really really tough energetic year and I didn't realize quite what 2013 was going to have in store having said that though I've equally seen the opposite happen mm-hmm. I've equally seen really big positive things happening the people that have done the work. That's right. And that's that's exciting. So it's so what do you think 2014 is going to have in store? Well, look, 2013 was the year of the snake, which was all about shedding skins. And 2014 is the year of the young wood horse. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, which I don't know enough about yet, but what do horses do? They sort oh, they're of, very aloof. Oh, do you reckon? Well, I don't really like mankind much. I kind of respect <laughs> us, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, look, I haven't done my I research. Horses, but I, I don't think they're a two-way loving connection. I haven't done my Chinese astrology research, but I guess from a spiritual sort of um, – yeah, intent. I, I look at 2014 and I think, well, look, now is the time for us to put into practice what we've been working on. Now is the time for those of us who have done the hard work to begin to feel some successes. I think there's going to be things to be enjoyed and gained. Yay. I have a good energy about it. Good. I'm happy for that. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I think, Pollyanna, I think if, you know, if all the people who've been listening to this show who are well aware of emotional work, of consciousness, of, you know, being consciously aware of their lives, it means that you guys have all been doing what's been asked of you. And that means that eventually it does become time to reap the results into harvest. And I think some of those harvests will begin to start happening. There will also be some even heavier challenges and lessons because that's what gets us to the next level. And even more so is because we, we've got to keep climbing this amazing ladder that's being presented to us to go higher and ever higher, you know, d- dimensionally, vibrationally, spiritually. So, so the challenges won't cease, but if we keep the right attitude to them and take them in our stride and recognize them when they're before us, I think we're all going to be fine. Good. 
I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> I want to talk about why don't they work for so many people? And I think that feel that people will make grand statements. It's kind of it's a time of new beginnings, and they think it's a great date to draw a line in the sand and say, from this point forward, I'm going to have some new type of behaviour or habit or manifestation occur. And I actually believe that a lot of time people are setting themselves up for failure. So, for example, you know, 2014, this is the year that I'm going to find love or this is the year that I'm going to lose 20 kilos or this is the year that I'm going to stop doing this or start doing that. And it's often a very big goal or dream. Instead of maybe looking at what would be a better intention to set that chunks it down to something that can be achievable every day, So instead of saying the end goal is I'm going to have love or I'm going to have dropped 20 kilos, it might be I'm going to explore richer, deeper connections with people. I'm going to open up my world to meeting new people more so than I have ever done before. So this it comes down to the wording is what you're saying, Jo. Yes, but it's also the intent behind that. So instead of the end goal is I'm finding love, the goal actually is to find love. What is the action that you need to take? It is that you need to be making sure you're meeting more people than you currently are. So therefore, if you make that your intent and you add to it that I want to do it in a, in a two-way loving connection, I'm going to be open. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be committed to speaking to every person whose path I cross. Then the end goal is likely to be achieved, that you can feel good about this because you can be actioning it every single day. So maybe instead of actual just black and white goals, what you're saying is create action plans. Yes. You're in your goodness, New Year's you're clever. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> just, that just makes so much sense. And I'm just going like I'm having an aha moment here because oh, you're good. right. People do set themselves up for failure because if you put black and white stuff down on paper, like whether it's I'm going to get a job with Channel 10 and I'm going to earn $100,000 a year or it's, yeah, I'm going to meet Prince Charming or it's you know, like you're saying kind of these impossible, what's often sound like quite impossible goals, they might not be that big. It might just be, yeah, like I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to start having green smoothie every single week. But, but if you don't have a blender, how's it going to happen? That's right. So instead of I'm going to lose 20 kilos and having that as your goal and, and so you might go well and you lose a kilo the first week and you lose 500 grams the next week and then you put a kilo back on, suddenly it's all bets are off. Oh, this isn't working. Instead of having an intent of what would the action be, that each day I'm going to do something loving and kind for my physical body. So, yeah. So you're celebrating that, you know, today I ate more vegetables. Um, The next day it might be I went for a walk. I, whatever it is that you're doing, which are the actions that will ultimately create that end-term goal. And you can feel good about it. And then if you have a day that you don't, you're not going, oh, well, that's all bets off. Now I'm not going to achieve it. No. And what I like about this is actually this is quintessentially you, Jane, because actually this could involve a business plan and a journal because really it's about getting a little bit more in-depth with what you're wanting in your life and how you're going to arrive at it, which may involve a bit of a chart. So maybe at the top of the chart are the goals and then you've got 10-point action plans underneath each one of them or one thing you're going to do each month in the next 12 months to arrive at that or in a six-month timeline. And in addition to that, you may want to keep a journal to journal how you've been going or, you know, for some sort of level of accountability there. Exactly. I would be a fan of chunking it down really small Mm -hmm. to be moments by moments or day by day. I feel that 
It's the bigger end goal that is what is crippling people. It's what is self-sabotaging them. So by setting a New Year's resolution, and don't worry, if you set one at midnight last night, you can reset it now. It's still New Year's Day. And in fact, it doesn't matter if you're listening to this podcast in 10 days' time. It doesn't matter. You set your goal from here. You set your New Year resolution to be something that is actionable each day so that you feel good about yourself. Beautiful. And and this is where the intention part comes in and, and in, indeed the manifestation part as well. I think, um, you know, often it's important to approach our goals with a little bit of not just the proactiveness but also the manifestation. So it's important to dream and visualize and daydream and imagine the goal as well as part of your homework, as part of your practice. It's to imagine yourself being in that energy. What would it look like, feel like, taste like, you know, smell like to be in that state of, of being? Um, yeah. And, and in, in addition to that, then you've got your actual proactive, um, kind of like a business plan. I feel like saying it's sort of like some sort of a strategy that you're going to apply. Um, to, to ground or anchor all of that stuff in real world practicality. And what's beautiful about that is that giving you a whole heap of thought process towards this. Whereas often a New Year's resolution is just one simple statement that you think, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do next year. And there's not a great deal of thought process that goes into it. So you haven't actually set yourself up to achieve this very well. I think the other thing that we have to be really aware of with New Year's resolutions is everybody shares them. Oh, what's your New Year's resolution? Well, I'm a bit of fan of holding your cards close to your chest on on things that are important to you. You want to be careful who you share those with. You only want to share your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, your your desires with people that are going to be supportive, loving, and accepting of whatever it is you want. When you share some of these things with other people, it can bring up all sorts of stuff in them. They can have all sorts of reactions that when you're in the early stages of nurturing this new desire, can really sabotage it for you, can yeah. really undermine your sense of self-worth or belief or confidence in your ability to be able to pull off whatever this New Year's resolution is. So really keep it close to your heart and if you wish to give a very simple version of what it is, you know, I desire to, to meet more people this year. Simple. They don't need to know the whole story. No. Um, this does lead into accountability, though, and I've really been finding lately that accountability seems to be a real buzzword with the people I've been talking to. And basically what it means is for people who do have trouble in life committing to things or doing what I call closing energy loops, so they always start stuff, but they're not very good with following through stuff. Now, if you're one of those people, if you're a serial um, you know, non-energy loop closer. <laughs> yes, to use the term. Uh, you know, <laughs> obviously I think that that means that there are usually some emotional blockages or fears and I would be recommending that you go and do some work on what your own fears are around finishing or completing. I mean, usually there's fears of greatness or fears of success or fears of becoming a bit too all-powerful there, you know. Um, but back to accountability, but one of the things that you can do if you're somebody who doesn't finish things off is – Tell that, like Jane said, not everyone, but a trusted handful of people who you know will hold you accountable. Now, I've got a girlfriend right now. She lives in another state to me, but she has sent me a six-month list of her own objectives with her own goals month by month. And she has asked me and three other friends to hold her accountable to those goals. So every, whenever I feel like it, I'll just check in on her and I'll just ping her and I'll say, How, how's your goals going? And sometimes, like I did it the other night, I caught her and, and she was like, oh, I knew you were going to ask me because there were a couple of things she hadn't done. But there you go, accountability right there. Right. Yeah, it's an easy thing to let slide, isn't it? 
again, if if your goals are chunked down to bite sizes that you actually feel reasonably easy and effortless within with within reason to achieve then you're actually going to find it's easy to be accountable to yourself because the incentive is that you're feeling good about moving towards something rather than if the goals are too big that's when you often do need to get external support to really yeah move. and that's where business coaches and mentors can can come into play yeah. as well um you know and it doesn't always have to be a pen and paper thing either like i said with someone actually writing down their goals and then giving it to five of their friends in photocopied form like sometimes it can just be enough to 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 share some of your deepest desires with people and know that they will next time they see you know they're going to ask you about that and that that sometimes just on its own is enough accountability there um we're sort of jumping around a bit here but i also wanted to say when it comes to picking those goals when jane's talking about chunking it down and all that kind of thing i think sometimes particularly with the actionable steps, it's important to choose things that you sort of can't fail at just to give yourself some confidence. Yes. So, you know, no one's going to say, well, I hope no one's going to say, yeah, I'm going to get on my new exercise bike I just got for Christmas and ride it three times a week for an hour each time for every week this year because you're going to fail at that within a fortnight, you know. And you just it's got to be things that are just that can slip into your everyday rituals and, and routines right now that – seemingly won't create too much of an impact but over a year when they all add up yes they really do yes exactly another tool i think is really good for helping with um, honoring new year's resolutions is prior to new year's or prior to well it doesn't it doesn't actually have to be new year's eve because we've just had that but you can do this with it's a ritual to help you to really get into the zone of moving into the manifestation of this desire so you can do this at any point when you're choosing to set a goal which is what we're talking about isn't it really goal setting so for example this time last year new year's eve last year so 2012 going into 2013 i was at my beautiful beach beach shack and i had a gorgeous girlfriend there who's wiccan and we we did we cast a spell so we wrote a list of everything that we wanted to bring in for 2013 and we wrote another list for everything that we wanted to release from 2012. And we had candles and we had beautiful salt water and we had this gorgeous visualisation of being with a big group of um, energetic beings that were helping us to to release this stuff and we burnt the list and then we sent out our desires and we burnt a list. Now, look, it's just a ritual that... Look, a lot of Wiccan people will give you all sorts of, you know, correct ways of doing this, but there is no real correct way outside of setting your intent to wanting to honour this desire with ritual. a symbolic action. Yes, ritual. ritual is such an important thing because it does powerful, kind of cement it? something and it makes it makes a statement. Well, you've got to prepare leading into it. So there's visualisation going into it. There's thought process, conscious awareness. There's detail being considered. And as you do that, you're really fine-tuning what it is that you want and don't want. And the longer that you take preparing for your ritual, the greater your chances of manifesting it because you really are holding your vibration in alignment with what it is that you desire. There's a lot of intent being put into this. Exactly. Yeah, a lot. yeah. That's so instead right. of it just being this throwaway thing of here it is, you know, happy new year, this is what 
I'm going to do in 2013. You've got a lead-in process. Then you've got a ritual, something symbolic to cast it Mm. to the universe. Then you start your action plan. You've got to really care, basically. You've got to really care. Yeah. To, to, that's, a, that's part of the magic of bringing it about is the fire you have for it, the passion yeah. you have for it. And like you're saying, it can't just be some flippant thing you pull out of the air, oh, I'd like to be skinnier, let's just work on that this year. No, like really, it's got to come from a heart place yes. of want and desire, doesn't it? Yes. Now, I love that you've talked, you've brought up rituals like my favourite topic in the universe because, um, you know, as a younger person and even through my 20s and up until fairly recently, I always viewed New Year's as, you know, like all the other holidays in the sense that they're really secular. New Year's is a time to, you know, party and see as many people as possible and feel like you're in the centre of the action and there had to be fireworks and there had to be alcohol and there had to be high heels and there had to be all of this, these sorts of things that if I didn't have them, I always kind of felt like empty or something was missing, except that then every year, whatever I did, it was wrong. If I went to a house party, I felt like I was missing the fireworks at the harbour. And then if I went to the harbour, I felt like I needed to be at a house party. And then like, I just, it's like I was chasing something that I couldn't find until finally the year came when I did something very different, I was actually asked to do psychic readings for a group on New Year's Eve. And after that, I said to everyone, why don't we go out to the garden? And it was actually a full moon that night. And I said, why don't we go stand under this this full moon? And we did. And as midnight came in, I led a ritual. And after that, I was forever changed. There was no going back because ever since then, my New Year's Eves are sacred spiritual rituals. I, they, they are just wow. for myself or my g- girlfriend, like goddess circle of girlfriends, to always must be outside in the grove or anywhere under the stars, on a beach, wherever we are. And it is exactly what Jane just described. It is a very sacred and important intention-setting exercise. No more, I don't care if you want to party a bit beforehand, but you must devote some time to, to really harness the energy of that evening to to your own sacred goals, intentions, purposes, manifestations, yeah, to your spell work. Mm, I like it. Thanks, Jane. That's nice. <laughs> Where to from here, Beck? New Year's resolutions. I also want to talk about One of the things that I just had a pause there. I'm sorry about that. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about too is that when we send intent, it's always, of course, about ourselves, and that's natural because we are the number one person in our own lives, or we should be. It's also a great opportunity, though, at the beginning of the year to be setting intent for wider circles. So the next one could be to set an intent for your family. What is it you would like to have happen for your family for the coming year? What growth would you like to see? What changes would you like to implement? And then let's go bigger again. Let's talk about the community. How is it that you could be a more active participant within the community? What is it that you feel that you could gift to the community? And then I want you to go bigger again. If your energy can hold it, think of the country, the country that you live in. How is it that I can be of service this year? What is it that I can do and set my intent to do that is going to be a benefit to my country. Then we're going to go global. We're going to go the world. Then the Milky Way, yes, go on. And then, of course, we go to the universe. So taking a moment to set an intent to expand your energy from that of which you believe you are to that which you can expand to 
is also going to create, of course, a butterfly effect, our ripple effect. We are spreading the love and we are sending the love out there. And 2014, I truly believe, is actually time for everyone that is listening to this podcast to step up and spread the love. Yeah. It's time to really step into who you are and to be sharing the wisdom that you have worked so hard to gain. Everyone listening to this podcast is consciously aware they have done self-development, self-growth, they understand self-love, they understand so much wisdom that it's time for you to actually expand out and share that. Now, whether you choose to share that with your family, your friends, whether you go to your community, whether you choose to expand out to your your state, your country, the world, mm. the universe, it doesn't matter, but it is time to step up and expand that out. So it's a great time for you to be setting an intent to get brave and bold and start to share your wisdom to help others so that they too can have the opportunities to grow and expand. Yeah, what I love about this is it's it's about oneness is what Jane I think is tapping into here. It's like there is a degree of selfishness that can come with just working on your own stuff and just setting your own intentions and being in your own little bubble. But it is that reminder that as spiritual beings and souls, we are in a very deeply interconnected ecosystem where, as Jane said, the ripple effect, you do one action and whatever you're choosing to do with your intention, it is going to ripple out and affect other lives. So maybe have a greater conscious awareness around that, the enormity uh, of, of, yeah, of the universe that, that we are, we are playing, play, players in, playing in. Um, I wanted to say something as well, Jane, about, now I know we've done a podcast show on this recently, but clearing, decluttering um, and those sorts of things. Because sometimes if you've had a particularly heavy year, there will be energies that you just don't want to bring across the threshold with you. And you're kind of thinking, how can I make a good, clean break? You know, how can I, you know, bring down the machete and snap off some of those cords or just well, let's talk about out? that because I actually think cord cutting and even doing it in a, in a ceremony is mm. such a beautiful way to let go of the old and bring in the new. If we look at other cultures, like, I personally, I've always had, yeah, like a, a bit of a disappointed view on, you know, our own New Year's Eve. But when you go to cultures like Chinese New Year, oh my gosh, because they understand they are using magic to shift energy from one to the next. The drums, the frot, the firecrackers, you know, the colors, the festivities, the gold, the, the mandarins, the cats. It's all, you know, they've got all these wonderful symbols and all of these cultural things that they bring in. And if you've ever been out in the street in Chinatown on Chinese New Year's Eve, like they just, well, they actually do it for about four days or five days the drumming it gets inside your chest and you can almost feel them beating those demons away and it's like beating away all the energies of the past year to make to clear the space to bring in the new so in your own house you know you might want to walk around with two saucepans or a drum or a gong or a tibetan bowl you might want to do a sage burning through the house throw open all the windows and doors which incidentally our, our english ancestors used to do they used to always go and open the door at midnight to let the old year out and then open, oh, open the other door to let I it didn't in know that yeah so it's that, that idea that you're sort of letting, telling the old energy it's time to now depart the premises. We're inviting the new energy in just to, as the clock start, strikes 12. Um, so I think there's some lovely r- ritual at home that you can do. Like it's, it's probably time to, to change that office that's been sitting, that home office that's got messy filing cabinet and stuff all over the desk. You know, get it ready, get it prepared. You know, in the same way that kid, back to school kids get their new stationery and books and clothes for the new year. I think sometimes it might be time for a new bedspread or new pillows on your couch or, you know, if, if you want the new healthy eating habit, for 2014 buy the new blender for christmas get the new uh, the things that you need in the kitchen so it's about setting up your home environment to launch pad you into the energies that you want for 2014 and recognize of course that everything is energy and that's all that we really ever talk about is that that is it so 
setting your intent is so crucial to everything that happens from this point forward. So once you become consciously aware that you bring into your existence, your life, everything as a result of your energy, there's no going back. There's no excuses. That's right. So once you set an intent, it isn't about a New Year's, a New Year's intent. It is about an intent in every single moment that you're choosing to do through energy. And I think that as Westerners, we actually get very, um, what's the word? We tend not to honour contracts, vows, things as much anymore because, you know, marriages end and legal contracts end and jobs end and friendships end. And, you know, in the olden days, there was much more of a deep, sacred oath and vow and promise that I think often got upheld in a way that because if we're in such a fast-changing environment now, we don't seem to think it matters as much. It goes back to what I was saying before about those energy loops that don't get closed. So I think that if you are going to make a declaration to the universe of a resolution, I think that we need to really have a deep sense, not just to the universe, but to ourselves of upholding and honoring that energy and not running out on it or it all just gets too hard or just, I'm just going to chuck it in or I'm just going to change my mind. Like sometimes, sometimes there's an okay space for that, but I think sometimes there's not. And I think sometimes we need a bit more stick to itiveness in this culture and society because we just tend to just go with the flow and forget stuff and push it to one side. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Or alternatively, look at if you are going to close the chapter in your life on something, do it consciously with ceremony, with grace, with elegance, with conscious awareness. Right. So you actually are closing it full circle, but it's being done beautifully. Whereas so often things end because it's a victim story. Right. Instead of it ending in the positive of, I am choosing to end this because I am not a victim. This is my next step. And I, I'm gracious for the experience that I've had. And I'm ending and closing this beautifully, which actually I think we did a podcast on how to, how to exit things, how to say no. That's right. Yeah. And it ties in with this nicely. Making sure that you're aware of the gifts. And, you know, that can be a beautiful exercise too at the end of any year is to sit down with a pen and paper on New Year's Eve and maybe to write down what you learned, what the highlights were, what the lowest points were, but what, what the gifts were from the past year. So you can really fully understand it. So then you can turn around and face the new and move on and have a clearer sense of why and what your intentions need to be because of where you've come from. I think that's important and um, yeah that it's sometimes it can be quite a liberating experience in almost like a brainstorming sense just to write out a hundred a hundred things or something like just really unleash and say set a whole like just open up to all the possibilities because if you just sort of write a very moderate list of 10 or 20 um, that's that's fine and you, you probably have a much higher chance of achieving all those things if you do like Jane and I said with the proper intention and the proper proactive list that goes with each of them of steps to take but sometimes as well I think just to open up in a creative exercise to write down anything and everything as wild or as crazy or as unlikely as it sounds can actually be a very opening and freeing type of an exercise because things might come out that you never would have guessed that you thought actually I'm going to do that or I never thought about that or like start an art class or go to Cambodia or something that you weren't thinking was on the might just creep out of your subconscious and surprise you. And one of the things that I'm a bit excited about this podcast being done on New Year's Day is that I personally think that the New Year doesn't start till Chinese New Year. Now, is that the 8th of February? I don't know what it is. It's different it's every fe- year. It, it, it's on it, the moon. It's to do with moons, I think. I'm trying to think. Is it the 8th so of February? So it's usually like a February... March sort of a date because it shifts every year, like same way Easter shifts every year. It's always around early February. Okay, but Google it. 
Yeah, okay. we should have before this. Sorry. We don't know when it is, but look at us. But the beauty is that you've got probably somewhere between four and and six or seven weeks to actually get all of this work done, so that you can set forth beautiful intentions for 2014 Chinese New Year. Because maybe but you need a cu- couple of weeks to process what your goals and intentions are. Exactly. It doesn't have to be rushed. These, these can be felt and come to and your own time. Said that. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, if you're listening to them out of order and you're listening to this one in six months' time, you choose your own New Year's Day. And your new day is your new day and it can be from from any point forward. I think I've mentioned in other podcasts where – a story about uh, a beautiful um, lady that was working for me telling me about how it's been a really bad year for her and uh, she can't wait for it to be over. And she said this in September and how we really don't have to wait for the calendar. We can choose our new start to be whenever we're energetically, vibrationally, emotionally, physically, intellectually ready to step forward into the new year. This is a beautiful exercise to do at any time in your life that you do feel that some gates or doors are closed and you're ready for for your next chapter. And on that note, I'd like to mention that October 31st, which we all know as Halloween, has another name as well, and that is the Witch's New Year. Oh. And because, of course, traditionally uh, in the Northern Hemisphere where, where it was conceptualised, it's a time when the whole world dies, seemingly dies, because everything shrivels up, all the harvest has come in, everything's fallen off the trees, the veggie patches are going dormant, there's frost, the leaves are dropping. You know, the world is going to sleep for that next long, dark period. So it's a time of endings. And, of course, once endings come, you know, it's, it's a time of new beginnings. You've let everything go. You're at the end of a cycle and hence a new cycle begins. So cycles are beginning and ending all the time. And how how higher intuitive or sensitive you are is how aware of them you will be. And you will feel them. You know, there's some mornings that you'll wake up and it'll be like April the 17th and you'll just be like, something shifted. I don't know what it was. I don't even know what I did in the past week, but I feel different. And that does happen all throughout the year. You know, we don't need a one every 12 month momentous birthday or New Year's to, to, to make us feel we've entered a new chapter. There can be lots of little chapters in between. Well, I think that that's actually ending our podcast on that. So rhythms and cycles, setting intents. And I just hope this podcast has helped everybody to have that little bit extra zest to really set their intent to be amazing. And I hope that 2014 delivers everything for our beautiful listeners' highest good. Beautiful, Jane. Yeah, I'd like everyone listening to have a really spiritual experience with their New Year's this year. Like I said earlier, you know, we always seem to associate it with – I don't know, the apple dropping in Times Square or glasses of champagne and all this sort of too late. I think they're listening with hangovers. (laughs) (laughs) Glitz and glamour, you know what I mean? It's a very glitzy, glamoury type of celebration. But if you can actually introspectively turn it inwards to a more quiet and reflective meditative type of ritual, I think that you'll get so much more out of it. So by all means, have fun with it, but make it work for you. And, you know, the, we you'll find us every week, as you know, uh, for free uh, on every Wednesday here on thewellnesscouch.com. And the Wellness Couch is filled with lots of amazing shows to help you with some of those goals. We've got, you know, exercise gurus, nutritionist gurus, mind game gurus, life coach gurus. So there's so many podcasts to be plundered here um, to help you with some of your other goals. But, um, you know, please p- p- continue to find us and give us the gorgeous feedback you have been giving us in 2013. Um, we want to see that continue into 2014. Jane's just about to give us give you the Facebook page, Jane's Facebook.com forward slash love life show one word love to hear from you have a gorgeous day and happy new years life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening and it's a beautiful day